This segment of the Cliff Notes Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 2 pregame show, we'll, re- we'll run down the state rankings in 8-man football. Plus, we introduce our Week 1 Team of the Week. And we got a preview of the big game between Bishop LeBlanc and North Andrew. All that and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 2 pregame show. And welcome everybody back here to the week two pregame show. I am your host Clifton Grooms here on the Clifton's podcast. This is the eight man portion where we run down everything eight man football. Usually we would separate eight man football in Kansas into two segments. But this week we are actually going to be putting them together this week for a segment is we're going to try to shorten things up a little bit this week. But um, we're going to break down both of those um, sections here on this segment. But until further ado, let's go ahead. Let's run down the scores for week one of the high school football season. Starting 1-0, Bishop LeBlanc was able to defeat Pattonsburg 70-20. Northland Christian, a former co-op partner of St. Joe Christian the past two seasons, was able to defeat the Lions. 42-20 was the final score in that one. King City over North Andrews, 62-26. Stanbury over Appleton City, 58-22. Worth County over South Holt, 50-22. Albany, 68. Osceola, 18. East Atchison all over Southwest Livingston, 64-6. Platte Valley with a big victory over Mound City, 32-22. Rockport over DeKalb, 54-8. And then Nottoway Valley, the Thunder over Stewartsville Osborne, 60-14 is the final score. Now, before we preview everything week two, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick commercial break real quick. And until then, stay tuned, everybody. And welcome, everybody, back here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. Um, now, before we run down the week two schedule, we're going to run down the week two eight-man football media poll this week. And here's how it follows. Retaining the top spot from last week is the Stanbury Bulldogs, who won over Appleton City with their victory over King City over North Andrew. King City was able to maintain their second spot in the rankings. Drexel comes in at number three. North Shelby at four. East Atchison moves up to five. Worth County up to six. Oric at seven. Archie at eight. North Andrew goes down to nine. And then rounding out the top ten and making their debut in the poll this week is Bishop LeBlanc coming in at number ten. Other teams in the rankings receiving some votes Our Northwest Hughesville, they received four votes. Knox County has three. Albany has two. St. Paul Lutheran also has two. And then Rockport was able to receive a vote in this week's poll. Now, the schedule for week two is going to be as follows. The first game that we're going to talk about is a big one on the schedule. It is Bishop LeBlanc, who's now number 10 in the eight-man football poll, taking on number nine, North Andrew. This should be a really fun matchup. I had an opportunity to speak with both coaches, and we're going to start out by hearing from Bishop LeBlanc head coach Chuck Davis. We're going to talk about his win over Pattonsburg, talk about the big matchup against North Andrew, and Bishop LeBlanc just happens to be our team of the week for the first week of the season. And we talk about that also. Here's our interview with Coach Davis right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with our eight-man portion 
of the Week 2 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Bishop LeVar Golden Eagles, Chuck Davis. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Chugging along. So, um, Coach, um, last week you were able to start 1-0, a 70-20 to win over Pattonsburg. Um, that not only earned you a victory in the record book, but that also earned you the Cliff Notes podcast week one team of the week, according to the voters on Twitter. I would probably call it the biggest win for Bishop LeBlanc, at least in their eight-man football history. So, um, Coach, just your thoughts on the game. Uh, it was awesome. You know, we we prepared all week for what we saw uh, on film. It was kind of hard with a new head coach, only having Jamboree film. Um, but, you know, I think our guys did a good job staying focused all week, studying, um, and they, you know, they showed up to play. Pattonsburg was big and physical. Unfortunately, they had a, a good defensive end get hurt real early in the game. That was not not ideal for them. But, uh, you know, on our side of things, I'm glad to see the way we rallied around each other and um, played a real complete game, in my opinion. And definitely. Um, I think that was definitely, a, that was definitely a complete game in my opinion. So, um, coach, um, I, I, one question I really want to talk about, I just, um, I just alluded to that. I think, I don't know if you agree with this, but I think that was the biggest victory for Bishop LeBlanc in their eight man football history. That's not counting, you know, their whole entire 11 man history, but definitely the eight man history. That's gotta be one of the biggest victories there. How do you keep your kids focused knowing that the schedule is only going to get tougher from here? Well, I have a really, really good coaching staff around me who have luckily have been in big games. You know, um, we actually have Coach Matt Tabor volunteer to come out and help. And, you know, he was the offensive coordinator at Lafayette when they had Diego Bernard. So he has played in big games and seen big-time athletes. You know, obviously Coach Dudek has coached for 137 years. He's coached guys that went on to play in the NFL – he has been around it a lot. And guys like that that have been around, seen the best of the best, have a good way of praising in public and then criticizing, you know, constructive criticism where it's due. And it helps it helps keep us humble because while we played great, we did not play perfect. We watch a lot of film. We study our, our ourselves and then our next opponent. And uh, I got a lot of guys around me coaches and players who want to win games bad enough that they're going to put their pride and their, and their, you know, self-worth on the back burner a little bit. Um, but the morale is high, you know, practice was very positive so far this week. So uh, we're excited for Friday. Uh, definitely for sure. I'm definitely excited for Friday too. And uh, also shout out to coach Matt Tabor, and coach Tony Dudek. Those are two guys that I respect very, very dearly. I'm very close with both of them. Definitely of Coach Taper, Coach Dudek, if you're listening to this. Hello. <laughs> so, um, let's um, – okay, let's move on now to the uh, – I would call this probably the week two eight-man football game of the week. Um, you guys are going to be making a little bit of a short trip to Rosendale to take on North Andrew. I know that um, North Andrew's coming off that loss to King City, but North Andrew is a eight-man football power. And I think you're pretty well, and you and your coaching staff are very well aware of that. So um, your thoughts on North Andrew, and what can we expect from this game on Friday? Yeah, it is a, a short trip for a tall order. They are 
physical. They're big. They hit hard. I mean, they, they are obviously, uh, if you know Dwayne Williams up there, the head coach, they, they're a direct reflection of him. He is an old-school type guy that is no-nonsense, and that's how they play football. It is who's going to outlast who in a boxing match. So uh, to get ready for them, physicality has been the name of the game so far this week. We uh, have emphasized that they, you know, they're not going to rely on anything finesse to come out and beat us. Um, but it, it's going to be, can we stop a Mack truck for four quarters? It definitely, that's, yeah, that's definitely going to be fun. Thing. That's one thing North Andrews, though. They are very physical. They run the football. So um, that should be an extremely fun game this week at Rosendale. I highly recommend if you uh, don't have plans to go see a high school football game, definitely make your way to Rosendale. That's definitely going to be one of the big games on the schedule this week. So, uh, Coach Davis, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, congratulations for uh, getting named the Clifton's Podcast of Team of the Week. According to the voters there at Bishop LeBlon, they voted you in for that. And uh, good luck to you guys against North Andrews. Hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate this podcast. You do a great thing for us, man. Thank you so much, Chuck Davis, for joining the podcast as always. Now, I couldn't go without previewing this game, without hearing from the head coach of the North Andrew Cardinals. That would be Dwayne Williams. Coach Williams is so kind enough to join us back on the podcast. He talks about rebounding after last week's loss to King City and a look ahead to this big matchup with the Golden Eagles. Here's our interview with Dwayne Williams right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are on the eight-man portion of the Week 2 pregame show. We got the head coach of the North Andrew Cardinals back with us. That is Dwayne Williams, coach. Welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate it. Always love having you on. So, uh, coach, uh, you guys um, fell in a uh, fell in a, big, in a tough game against King City. 62-26 to 26 was the final score there. It's one of those games where kind of like, you know, you might look at the final score without like following the game. But, but you know, then you realize, you know, it's not quite the um, it's not quite the blowout that maybe you thought it would. You follow the game, so um, coach just um, walks through the ball game. Well, you know, I, I kind of feel that way too, and and you know, King City's a fantastic team, and and they were a lot better than us on Friday night, and and we did everything in our power to help them. And so when you're playing a team that, that, that's that good, you can't help them. And we helped them a lot. And, um, you know, we had two turnovers in the first half. Um, you know, we started the game. Let's start back. Let's go back. We started the game with a 77-yard touchdown run. We made a mistake on our, on our kickoff return team. He, his momentum carried him out of bounds and, and probably should have just let the ball go out of bounds. But so we're starting off on our own three. Well, first play from scrimmage, Ecker rips off a 77-yard touchdown. So we feel like, okay, we're, we're, in good, we're okay here. And as, as the game progressed, uh, you know, they kicked off to us two different times in the first half, and, and you know, we, we muffed those. We, we fumbled the one hit a kid in the shoulder and bounced funny, and they recovered it. Another one was kind of a sky pooch kick, and, you know, our young man got underneath it and tried to field it and bounced off his shoulder, and they recovered that one, and they scored 14 points off of those both those kickoffs, and we were down 14 at half. And so it kind of, you know, we felt like, hey, we're right here with them. We're, we're, we're playing good football. We, we just got to quit shooting ourselves in the foot, and, in the second half, we, we started piling up some injuries and, and stuff. We lost the line, two linemen, one a guard and a tight end, both to injuries. And then Eckert had gotten hurt in the first half and turned his ankle. And, and so he was really limited after a few carries. And, and uh, you know, we, he, he hardly touched the ball really second quarter on. And, and they just kind of got away from us. And, and we kind of lost some momentum there. And, 
you know, but we saw some things we liked. We saw some things that'd be like, Hey, we can build on that next week. And, and well, of course we saw some, a lot of things we didn't like, we got tackle better and, and uh, we got, we got to be better at the point of attack. And as far as the uh, offensive and defensive line and um, you know, we're, we're certainly not making excuses, but uh, you know, for us, we started five guys on offense and defense. That was their first ever varsity football game. And so, and, and a couple of them hadn't played since any football since seventh grade. And we had to line up against the most athletic team in eight man. And so it, you know, the game was going really fast for those guys. And there were times you could, you could see they were, they knew what they were supposed to do. It just was going really fast. And so we're hoping, you know, this Friday will be better and the Friday after will be better. And then hopefully by midseason, you know, we're, we're, we're in midseason four. Well, absolutely. That's definitely where you be. You want to keep getting better every single week. You want to play your best football towards the end of Coach, you're going to have another opportunity to um, get a win on the board. Um, got a tough one this week at home against Bishop LeBlanc. Uh, Coach, uh, just your thoughts on the uh, Golden Eagles, and um, what can we expect on Friday? Well, they're ex- they're explosive. Um, you know, uh, they, they do a real good job with their with their uh, RPO and option game, and and you know, out of that pistol set, and then defensively they fly around the ball real well. They're they've got they got some speed, and and um, Reggie loves just an absolute handful on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, well coached the whole thing, and they're you know they're they're feeling good right now. They they they. They got a great win against Pattonsburg. And, you know, I've, I've said even during the offseason that I really felt like LeBlanc was one of those teams that's going to surprise a lot of people this year. You know, they played better every week last year. They did exactly what you and I just talked about last year. They got better every week. And, you know, the next thing you know, at the end of the season, they're on, they're on a nice winning streak. And so, you know, they're just carrying that into this year. We expect it to be a tough, tough game for us. And, you know, we're a little banged up, but we expected it to be a tough game if we were 100% healthy. And so we're going to – we're going to line up on Friday night and kind of see where the chips fall. But I really feel like, uh, you know, if we can do some things defensively that we've worked on this week, we'll be, we'll put ourselves in a good spot. Well, coach, definitely. Uh, it's going to definitely be one of the uh, top games in eight man football this week. We're really looking forward to it. So uh, coach Williams, I want to thank you so much again for coming on the podcast, talking about your football team. Um, good luck to you and the boys this week and the rest of the week in practice. And uh, good luck to you guys on Friday against LeBlanc. I appreciate it, Clifton. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Williams of the North, Andrew Cardos, for joining the podcast, LeBlanc at North Andrew tonight. St. Joe Christian is also on the schedule this week. They're going to be making the road trip to Grant City to take out Worth County, who's number six in the eight-man football poll this week. We had an opportunity to talk to head coach Troy Shank as we look back at last week's game against North Northland Christian and a look ahead to this week's tough road trip to Worth County. Here's Troy Shank right now. And we're here on the Clip Dust Podcast. We are continuing on with our eight-man football segment here on the Week 2 pregame show. we got the head coach of the St. Joe Christian Lions with us. That is Troy Shank. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Clifton. Well, glad to be back. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking some more football. Oh, absolutely. Well, Coach, um, well, coach um, Week 1 has came and passed. Um, you guys um, had a game last Friday against um, Northland Christian, the, the team that you guys combined with for the last two years of 11-man football. Unfortunately for you guys, Northland Christian got the upper hand by um, for the 42-20 to victory. But, um, Coach, um, just your overall thoughts on the game. Yeah, you know, I thought our guys played hard. Um, so, we, you know, I feel like the score is a little bit closer. And, you know, that's eight-man um, than, than what it actually was. But, 
uh, no, our guys played hard and a little bit bittersweet. Um, we know those guys and we want them to do well, um, but not necessarily when they're playing us. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's the hard part. And, you know, we played with those guys for the last two seasons and um, really like a lot of them. Um, and just, you know, we're, we're still developing and we got a lot of young guys that are on the field. And so, um, you know, I was proud of their effort. Um, we're going to get better this week and then um, come out and try to do it again. Well, Coach, um, you did mention that you were playing that you were playing some young players. We mentioned it a little bit off the air a little bit. Um, Coach, you mentioned that you're playing four freshmen, you know. And now freshmen, you know, with this, the difference between middle school and high school speed as far as football definitely has got to be a, a little bit of a tremendous one. Now, how are they uh, really, you know, adjusting to, you know, this the speed and just the high school level of um, football? Yeah, and it's different. And I think, you know, there's some apprehension the first time that you step on the field as a high school football player and you really don't know what to expect, um, even though you practice with other high schoolers. It's, it's different. The Friday night is different. And so, um, you know, we got our feet wet and maybe even more than feet wet. We kind of just jumped in the ocean there and just let those guys try to swim. And so, um, you know, they work hard and, um, you know, it's it's a, it was a hard situation, but you know, they're going to bounce back and they're going to be better for it. And so, you know, it's kind of the start of the process for them. And so they, they did a lot of growing up in the game and they did a lot of growing up this week. And so uh, we expect a lot of improvement out of them and our whole team, to be honest with you, um, from week one to week two. Well, Coach, you get an opportunity to uh, get back at it. Um, you said you're talking about getting into the water and swimming. Uh, this is another opponent that you're going to be having coming up is um, Worth County. Um a team that's in the top 10 in the state in the eight-man football, a team that's coming off a um, tremendous victory over South Holt. And um, just um, your scouting report on Worth County and your thoughts on the game on Friday. Yeah, they're, they're an excellent team. And so they can do a lot of stuff. And I don't know if their, their ranking right now is going to be what their ranking is at the end of the season. I think they'll probably um, be a little bit higher uh, when, when all the things are said and done. Um, they're well coached. Um, those kids play hard. There's a lot of talent there. And, you know, I think they're super motivated um, to have a great year. And so um, that's what we saw on film is, you know, really good coaching. Um, they play a physical brand of football and they get after it. And so um, it'll be a real good challenge for our guys. And I'm excited to see how we play on Friday. Well, Coach, uh, definitely I wish you guys um, good luck this Friday against Worth County. Good luck to you guys the rest of the week in practice. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again. and. Um, we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, Clifford. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Troy Shank of the St. Joseph Christian Lions for joining us again here on the podcast. Now, the remainder of the eight-man football schedule here is as follows. Albany will be making the road trip to Stanbury. Albany is on the outside looking in right now at the moment as far as the eight-man football rankings. I would believe a win over Stanbury would probably more than likely slide them in, but... I don't vote on the rankings, so who knows about that. Definitely Albany and Stanbury. That's a tough matchup in the GRC. King City is stepping outside of conference play this week as they go on the road to DeKalb. Schuyler County is at Pattonsburg. Southwest Livingston is at South Holt. Nottoway Valley at East Atchison. Mound City is at Stewartsville, Osborne, the Wild Cards. And then rounding out the eight-man football schedule is Platte Valley visiting Rockport. Now, I did also have the opportunity, like we do every single week, to visit with the experts of eight-man football. That is Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. They were kind enough to join me again this week. Here's our conversation with Devin and Anthony right now. 
And we're here on the Cliff Duff Podcast. We're continuing along with our eight-man portion of this week two pregame show. And, of course, I couldn't have the the eight-man portion of the week two pregame show without two of the great minds of eight-man football. We got Devin Albertson and we got Anthony Crane here. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you. Always good being here. Always good. Always good talking to you guys. Uh, gentlemen, um, had a whole list of things that uh, went on last week. Um, King City rolled. King, King City rolled North Andrew. Um, Platte Valley getting a win over Mound City. Um, LeBlanc putting um, a fifty-point win over Pattonsburg. Um, just um, what were some of your guys's um, notable um, notable memories for Week One? Uh, well, go ahead, Anthony. And I think he'll, uh, you know, what sticks out to me, and I'm sure De- Devin was there, he'll be able to touch on this more. It's just the the bad luck of injuries that North Andrew has suffered this year. Um, it's <laughs> It's been pretty bad for them. Um, and I think, you know, as we talked about before, you know, I think this is still a team that's going to be good down the road uh, once these guys get back. Um, but, yeah, that's, that was my biggest takeaway from last week, I think. You know, other than, you know, a lot of those games, we saw a lot of week one stuff uh, in North County and South Holt. Um, there was a lot of good in that game and also a whole lot of bad um, and just mental errors and everyone getting adjusted. Um, so that was kind of my takeaway from my experience last week. Yeah, um, King City, I mean, they played well offensively. They struggled a bit defensively early on. Then a couple of injuries from North Andrew kind of stifled their offense just a bit. Um but I think King City, they're going to be a good team this year. Muff going to do his thing. He ran for about 280 and seven touchdowns. Just another kind of another day with him uh, running the football. Uh, Bishop of Blonde, they were impressive. I mean, Gardner and Love both did their thing there for the Golden Eagles. They're going to be able to put some points up this year. We'll see how they hold up throughout the whole year defensively a little bit. It's a little different playing some more physical teams other than Pattonsburg, who likes to sling the ball around the field a little bit. Um, that's my biggest kind of takeaways. I know Platte Valley had a huge win over at Mountain City. Um, even when Mountain City's down, winning at Mountain City is never easy. So good win there for Platte Valley on a team that doesn't usually beat Mountain City. Uh, so good win there for them. They're dealing with some issues this week. Um, and everyone else kind of did what they're supposed to do. North Shelby, you know, they got a win versus an 11-man school. I kind of thought they would win. It was a good 22-0 win there for them to kind of show eight-man uh, step up there. They're going back to eight-man this week. Um, and just everything else around the state was pretty pretty standard what you kind of thought was going to go in. Nawi Valley got a good win over Stewartsville Osborne to start their program off. Uh, Northland Christian beat St. Joe Christian. I kind of expected that a little bit. Uh, Northland was able to show off their athletes a little bit. Dante Birch is a kid to watch there. So that's kind of a couple of things I saw from week one that were pretty interesting. And then gentlemen, um, we had the uh, eight-man poll. I brought it up uh, earlier on the podcast. I always run it down at the beginning of the um, week eight of the uh, week two, of the weekly pregame show for the eight-man portion. I always run down the top ten in eight-man football. Um, your guys' thoughts on the rankings and maybe maybe where you guys voted – maybe could have voted different? Go ahead, Anthony. You know, I think I think we're still in that point of the year um, where, you know, a lot of teams haven't played each other. Um, we kind of got that schedule in the beginning where a lot of good teams play teams that aren't going to be as good. Um, you know, I, there wasn't a whole lot of movement for me. Uh, Southhold dropped a little bit for me. Um, LeBlanc obviously moved up, but you know, other than that, everyone stayed about where they were. Um, you know, I think one team I had highly ranked last week, um, I was, I don't know enough to say whether it was, you know, St. Paul Lutheran 
that played really well or, or didn't play well. That's one of those games, you know, or one of those things we'll see as the season progresses. Um, but that was one, you know, we didn't mention in that, you know, last little segment there is St. Paul Lutheran holding that org team to 26 points and really had a lead for most of the game. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, the top 10 was fairly simple this week. Yeah, for me, my top eight teams all stayed the same. Um, the only thing that changed was I had North Andrew at nine last week's poll on my ballot. Uh, I dropped them out, moved Archie up to nine. I put uh, St. Paul Lutheran in my top 10 at the 10 spot. I thought St. Paul, what they did playing Oric on the road week one, up two touchdowns at halftime, eventually lost the game. But they were in it the whole time there, pushing a really good Oric team while I have my fifth ranking, losing by six to an Oric team on the road. I think it's a positive. I know it's no, never a great thing to lose, but losing in that fashion, I think it's a good step in that program in the right direction. I thought they deserved a little bit of love. Um, there were some teams that I considered for my top 10, including LeBlanc, who did make the um, actual top 10. Uh, North Andrews still, Jasper, Albany. Some teams I thought maybe deserved some love. I just, you only have 10 spots. So that's what we kind of did with that. Um, so I didn't have LeBlanc or North Andrew in my top 10. They're both ranked 9 and 10 to start this week. Um, they play each other. I think it's be a good game. Um, I think it'd be a little better if North Andrew wasn't so banged up, but We'll see what happens with it going this week. Uh, LeBlanc uh, can make a couple statements here. Beating a couple of GRC teams, you can only play the team in your schedule with the help they have in front of you. So, And absolutely, definitely here. I think that eight-man poll will start really shaking itself out here in about a couple of weeks here. Like uh, like Anthony said, really, everybody really hasn't played each other yet. And, um, we'll get around to that. We'll get around to that here in a couple of weeks. So uh, definitely, I know uh, Devin alluded a little bit, a little bit to it here just a few minutes ago, but um, I would think probably my eight-man football game of the week here on the Clip Notes podcast has to be Bishop LeBlanc visiting North Andrew. I know that um, Coach Williams uh, and I talked a little bit about the injuries on the pregame show. Um, you just talked about it a little bit. LeBlanc coming off that big win against Pattonsburg, got opportunity really to make a statement to earn that that top 10 ranking there, but um Devin, if you have any more thoughts on it, definitely elaborate. And, Anthony, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this game. Um, if both teams were at full strength, I'd be, I think it would be a really close game. I just don't know with this many injuries with North Andrew. I hate to be that guy, but just it's just a reality right now. I think North Andrew, by the end of the year, will be maybe a better team. Just at this point, while currently constructed, I don't see them beating Bishop LeBlanc. So, LeBlanc get a little bit of a good break here. But, hey, you take the breaks that you get sometimes with that. I know. Uh, they struggled the last couple of years in eight man. So even getting these momentum wins early in the year for LeBlanc is huge for that program and Coach Davis. There are many better coaches in eight man than Dwayne Williams. Um, that said, um, with what he's taking or, <laughs> you know, what he's bringing to the table this week, I just, I can't imagine it being a great game. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, the Braxton Wendell kid would be a good experience for him as a freshman quarterback. Um, to kind of have to, you know, put the offense on his shoulders. Um, what could help them is if Andrew Goff can be more of what he was last year. Um, but last week he did not play particularly well. Um, so I think that would be uh, a big, you know, thing that will decide this game. Um, but my fear for North Andrew is with, you know, you're, now you're down three or four offensive linemen. No matter how deep you are, um, that's one of their deeper positions. Um, that's going to be tough to uh, make up for. That being said, uh, LeBlanc's not real big up front, um, so that could be 
um, issue. Um, and I think it's a big game for LeBlanc because now the pressure's on you. Um, because if if you don't handle business this week against a depleted North Andrew team, that could be rough moving forward and really hurt yeah, so confidence. So we say all this, our North Andrew is going to come out and win by 20 in a grind out game. So just because that's what Dwayne Williams does. So we'll see what happens. I think LeBlanc wins, but I would not be surprised if I'm proven wrong once again um, around the state. So that's why they play the games, though. So we got. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why we play the game. So, um, gentlemen, and then the other game that we're going to talk about here, um, Devin said to be off the air that it's uh, probably going to be the second best AF football game of the week, and that's Albany taking on Stanbury. Albany received a couple votes to get into the poll this week. They're going to be playing number one Stanbury. Maybe if they were to get this way, maybe earn themselves a top ten spot in the poll. But um, Devin and Anthony, both of you, your thoughts on Albany and Stanbury. Yeah, for me, uh, I was really impressed um, with the depth <laughs> that Albany has uh, when I was up at their team camp. I mean, it was like 30 or 40 kids. Um, now, over the last few years, they've lost a lot of really good pieces. That being said, I was blown away uh, with Kemper Klein, just his size and athleticism. Um, and he kind of showed that in week one with over 200 yards rushing. Um, then on the other side for Stanbury, this is a game where they need to prove themselves. Um, and again, you know, as good as Albany may be and as they always manage to be because, you know, Coach Fountain's great at what he does. Um, for them to be number one and to be really probably the most talented team in the state right there with King City, um, this is a game that shouldn't be real close. Uh, I don't think it's like a 50-ball type of game, but they should win this game by two or three scores. Yeah, so these are two, a game with two of the top rushers in yards per carry going into the game. Uh, Kemper Klein, his stat line against OCL, which I know it's OCL and they played Appleton City, Stanbury did. So not the best even to combinate com, uh, competition there, but the numbers are the numbers. Kemper Klein had seven carries for 207 yards and six touchdowns, just under 30 yards per carry, which is very impressive. And then um, Sheever, Tucker Sheever for Stanbury, he had four carries for 135 and three touchdowns, averaging about 34 yards a carry. So two guys who definitely put it up on the scoreboard last week in some limited action because they were winning by so much. They got some uh, time to rest with the JVs in. Um, but unlike last year, these two teams came in. Stanbury played week one. Albany couldn't because of COVID. Albany almost beat them last year when they lost 38-34 in their first action of the year. Both these teams got kind of a tune-up game last week. Now they get to play here. Um, Stanbury, they have to make sure they're not looking too far ahead. They can't overlook Albany looking ahead to King City next week. That's one thing I do kind of want to mention there. I know Albany has Mound City, but they're a down Mound City team this year compared to last few years. Um, so it should be a very interesting matchup. I just think Stanbury, it's not just Sheever. It's um, both the Swayback kids, Oldham, Cameron, Colvin up front. Albany, you have the Klein kid. He's good. You got Truman Reynolds and a couple other kids who are pretty good. Kirby Stevens. I just like the overall group of talent at Stanbury more. And I think Stanbury does win this one by roughly 20 points. I think Albany keeps it close, but it should be a really good game and a fun GRC matchup. It wouldn't surprise me if Albany won because I think there's five teams in the GRC that can beat each other any given week. But I just think Stanbury is the safer pick and there's a deeper uh, roster of talent at the top. I know definitely. I know next week when we get on here, we're definitely going to be talking about that King City Stanbury game. That's going to be that's going to definitely be an early eight-man football game of the year. So, um, I know, um, gentlemen, um, 
I know um, where you guys going to be at this Friday night. And um, I know you guys got a website that just recently launched that you guys are going to have the opportunity to plug. Um, tell everybody where, where you're going to be at, where they can follow you at and um, talk about the website and anything else you want to plug. Um, well, Devin is uh, taking the week off. Um, I'm pulling double duty. Uh, I'm blessed with, you know, a team playing on a Thursday night. So I'm going down to see Jasper for the first time and then see the new Lockwood team. Lockwood really struggled in week one. They played an 11-man team, so I don't really know what to expect. Uh, Jasper did a lot of good things towards the end of last year, um, had a good start in week one. Uh, so that would be interesting just – you know, even if it's not a great game, I really would like to see Jasper. Um, and then I'm going to stay in the South on Friday night, Archie and Rich Hill. Um, you know, like I was, we were telling uh, Roush on his podcast, um, two teams that I didn't expect a whole lot from this year, just from the amount of talent that they lost. And even Rich Hill wasn't, even with that talent, they weren't great last year. But both teams come out in week one, put up huge numbers, uh, I know Devin's close with Coach Smith and really thinks highly of him off, as an offensive mind. Um, and I haven't seen Archie in person yet, um, so I'm excited for that one. Yeah, so yeah, I will be at a wedding on Friday and then a uh, wedding, uh, the rehearsal dinner on Thursday. So I'm missing both the games, so Anthony gets to go in my stead. Uh, but Jasper's a fun team. I think Anthony liked them a lot. They didn't attempt a single pass, according to their stats, uh, last week in their 72-12 to 12 win. They're going to round and pound it. They got two good running backs, I think, and Mitchell Avalos and Juan Rivera both went over 100 yards last week. Um, and then Lockwood, I saw them in the summer. They had some good size and talent from what I could see on the field. I'm just not sure if they put the eight-man game together yet. And it's kind of weird there, as Anthony said, playing Pierce City, who's an 11-man school still, how that kind of went there. Lockwood, they were 9-1 last year. They lost a dozen seniors. So there is that transition period a bit there as well. Then Anthony's other game with Archie and Rich Hill. Rich Hill's a really good quarterback, McFrederick, keep an eye on. And then um, Archie with the younger Sutton kid and a sophomore in Briar McIntyre quarterback. Uh, they're just kind of fun. They're, I think they're too young to know exactly how big the moment is. So they're fun to watch. They go out there and just play football. So it's kind of fun to watch that. And I do think how they coach Smith and their offense. I mean, I didn't know what to expect them week one. I don't think liberals be that good this year, but they put up 70 points in week one. So Something's going right, at least. So we'll see what they do a week two against Rich Hill. And I really envious of Anthony going to two eight-man games this week. So I'll have to catch up next yeah. week. Yeah, and, it, and listen, you can call us experts all you want. I expected Liberal and Archie to be a fairly good game just because <laughs> I thought they both would, you know, come down. Well, Liberal would come up a little bit from last year. You know, they were decent. Um, they did some good things. Um, expect them to kind of build on that. And apparently they didn't. And then Archie lost a ton of talent. So I'm like, oh, that should be a good game. Nope. <laughs> Sometimes games just don't work out the way we see fit. But, um, but gentlemen, again, uh, you know, last thing I want to do, you know, I know you guys just debuted the new eight-man football website since uh, we last talked. I want to give you guys an opportunity to plug that. I know um, also Devin, uh, Devin's been doing some spreadsheets with standings and stats and all that good stuff everybody can check out so gentlemen go ahead and plug that uh, plug that away all right anthony the website's your baby so i'll let you go with that well <laughs> that is true i i did put it together um that said uh devin plays a huge role um just you know when he puts all those stats together um and standings and everything else um that's a lot of 
hard work that's kind of really time consuming. And so I'm able to kind of pull that from him. Um, and, you know, like the stats, once he gets those done, I'll upload those. Uh, but I, I was really happy um, with the traffic we got in week one. Um, and I hope that you know, we keep putting out good stuff. And I think we will. Um, eventually, we'll get Devin's podcast on there. Um, straight up sports. Um, and then tonight, I have a new surprise podcast coming um, that is strictly eight man. Um, so we'll that'll drop at some point tonight. I'm going to do that after this. Um, and so uh, I'll leave that surprise for tomorrow. And uh, that way I can steal some of Devin's thunder. Okay, well, it's not, I'm not going to be on that podcast. So I don't know who he is. I don't know who could be a bigger star than me on this podcast, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, and I will get my straight up sports link on there to the website. So you guys can get a direct link there. I went on Facebook Live yesterday on the Missouri 8 Man and kind of talk about recap of week one and going into week two. Um, so I'll probably try to record that and just save it to the straight up sports. That way they can get it on podcasts as well. Um, and then just all the spreadsheets and stuff. So we have our website, the Moyant Man Coaches website, and then, of course, um, my Google Docs and everything. You can find the links for all of those. I have a pinned tweet and a pinned post on our Facebook and Twitter where all those links are located. So it's really easy to find. It's the first thing that pops up on our feed. So you guys can see those. Um, it's open to the public, so you can see there anytime. You cannot edit it. Only I can edit those, so I don't let people <laughs> mess with my stuff. <laughs> but it'd be a good time there. Um, and the good yeah, thing I is can't even edit his stuff. <laughs> and a lot of the coaches that put in um, stats this week, I think we have 25 of the 38 teams that put in stats at least of some fashion. So I'll be able to get a pretty good little gauge of the top teams and some of the top players in the state. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then we're also doing a pick them for each week. So I have a few people in there that I'm saving those. I need to adjust that tonight as well. So I am in Google Sheets Excel uh, to almost 24-7 updating stuff, but it's a good time. <laughs> and uh, good thing I love numbers because it's what I kind of do. So. Oh, absolutely. I, th I think we're all yeah. in Excel or Word and all that stuff. We're all in it like 24-7 with our podcasts and everything like that. So, um, Devin, you enjoy your wedding that you're going to be going to this weekend, and Anthony's going to enjoy your double dip of eight-man football. Uh, gentlemen, it's always good to have you on. And um, – Good luck to you during your games this week, Anthony, and we'll see you guys back for week three. Yep. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Thank you so much, Devin and Anthony, for joining the podcast. I know next week's going to be a very exciting time to talk about some eight-man football. We'll definitely look forward to that next week. Now, we don't, unfortunately, we don't have any interviews on the Kansas or any Kansas media for coaches or anything like that, unfortunately, but we are going to go ahead. We're going to run down the schedule here real shortly here in this segment. Um, Lafayette is at Atchison. Troy is vis against Hiawatha. That game is going to be played at Highland Community College. Riverside is on the road at Royal Valley. Mar Hill is on the road at McLeod. ACCHS is at Horton. Sabeth is at Chapman. And then in an eight-man football game in Kansas, Washington County will be making the trip to Donovan West. That is all for our Week 2 pregame show. Definitely look forward to um, seeing some of the coverage this evening here as we go out to games. It's going to be a fun evening. Uh, we're gonna we'll see you guys for the Week 3 pregame show.